1: Man. Early in the morning Then I will checking right That little day When my baby left that Now it's early in the morning Early in the morning Oh, early in the morning Early in the morning oh, It's early in the morning And I ain't got nothing but the blues.
2: it is the rooster telling us to get up and do it and uh, yep we are doing it we're here in the Golden Bay studio of Fresh FM Fresh Start Friday good morning and I'm Grant I'm Hannah
3: and that's Carl Morena
2: And, uh, yep, we've got an interesting show for you today. Um, we're brought to you by the UB Weekly, the wonderful Golden Bay newspaper, the only newspaper worth reading in Golden Bay. <laughs> and um, we've got, uh, we've got uh, four interviews today, which is quite, quite a lot to get through. Um, and it's the four candidates for uh, Golden Bay Ward of Tasman District Council. So um, we've got Quinn Lake, Chris Hill... Celia Butler and James wolven Duval, <clears throat> and uh, yep they'll be joining us by phone because um, uh, one at a time and we'll uh, have a chat to all four of them so you can be a little bit more informed about some of your decisions of what you're going to be making in the next little while
4: one at a time so we don't get them all talking over the top of each other, oh, like political, um, what do you call those things? When, yeah, political elections? debate. Debates, um, that's the
3: one.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that
4: Remember for uh, Tamaki. Is, uh, no, it's
3: all fair.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Same question. Exactly, you know, totally. And um, so, yeah. And um, we've got... Um, uh, oops. Um we 've got uh, the new the weather the news we just had the news haven't we <laughs> okay <clears throat> and today we've got the weather for Blenheim good morning Blenheim uh, today you're fine with early frost, some cloud in the afternoon impossible shower light winds but southeast easterlies during the day, thirteen degrees today. Tomorrow's Saturday is cloud clearing and becoming fine in the morning and light winds. Sunday's fine but becoming cloudy in the evening light winds. Monday's rain and norley's developing in the afternoon.
4: Look at that temperature now. Mm. Minus 0.4 degrees in Blenheim.
3: Ooh, <laughs> winter has come.
2: Yeah, finally. <laughs> Lucky you, Blenheim. Um, yep, yeah, because it's um, um, a fine morning in, in Nelson with uh, some afternoon cloud southwesterlies, turning northerly around midday with 14 degree high today and yes carl you're right it's 8.3 degrees but feels like 6 in nelson <laughs> it's pretty tropical compared to <laughs> yeah all. um saturday's fine apart from some morning and evening cloud light winds uh sunday's fine evening cloud northerly breezes and rain developing in the morning and easing in the evening on monday now we slip across to Motueka. Uh, fine, cloud developing this afternoon, and a possible shower, southwesterly is turning northerly around midday, 15 degree high today. Um, you don't have a temperature today, right now. <laughs> um is fine, apart from some morning and evening cloud, light winds, fine evening cloud and northerly breezes on Sunday, Monday is rain developing in the morning, easing, in the evening and northerlies. We move further west and even more to Takaka. Today <clears throat> is a fine morning. Cloud developing this afternoon. One or two showers inland. Southwesterly turning northerly around midday with a 13-degree high. Saturday is fine apart from some areas of morning and evening cloud, light like winds, westerlies in Golden Bay in the afternoon. Fine, but becoming cloudy in the evening on Sunday. Day. Light winds becoming norvelies uh, for a time in the afternoon and evening. Rain developing on, in the morning of Monday, easing in the evening, norvelies strong for a time. In today's... Pollen forecast for Golden Bay is moderate. Type of early grass, pine pollen declines, Japanese cedar, sugi, elder oak, elm, maple, wattle cypress, especially macrocarpa, and fungal spores, especially in damp, indoors at the moment. So just be aware Mm -hmm. of the pollen.
4: I haven't met him yet. Does he live with you as well as very impressive Um, pollen forecast.
2: Pollen forecast. What a good name. (laughs) Yes. And place of the week. Da-da-da-da, drum roll. Kiri-kiri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In The far <laughs> north, and um, today I think Kerry Kerry. If you're traveling to Kerry Kerry from the region, then you're going to have a mainly fine but shower or two possible this afternoon, south westerlies, and it's going to be cloudy periods for the west of the um and northeasterlies for the rest of the uh weekend. So if you're in Kerry Kerry for the weekend, um, there you go, that's mm. that's your that's the forecast for today. And um, yep, we um will definitely have a um. <coughs> a good sunny weekend anyway, pretty much, won't
4: we? Well, I hope I get my mower back then. I've been in the bloody shop for a week, isn't it?
2: I thought they were extinct.
4: (laughs) Actually, I'd use a mower to mow the grass right now if they they weren't extinct. (laughs) (laughs) Might use some of those pukeko friends of yours in the interim.
2: Uh, Yes. Well, anyway... To politics because that's what the show is a little bit about today, isn't it? <laughs> politics. That. So, I thought we'd play sort of political songs, but sort of fairly safe, but then some unsafe ones. But it here's some fun, yeah. And so, here's a here's, an uns- politics, here's, a, it's here's, it's here's a safe one. This is the famous blam 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 because there is no depression in New Zealand. <laughs> There's no depression in New Zealand. Indeed, no, no sheep on our on our on our on our um, farms, mm. on our hills. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, there there aren't any more.
2: <laughs> no. Well, they're all cows, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, well, never mind. Um, look, I'm um, I'm just going to race into another song. Um, oh no, actually, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just just. Just falling, yeah. Um, I just wanted to uh, hello. You've got a uh, shout out to yeah. uh, so friends
3: to Stacey and Johnny and Sam, near Akaroa in Barry's Bay. Have, oh, we, wow. have we got the weather for you? Yeah,
2: it's mainly fine down there at the moment, cloudy, clouding over for a while this morning and early off- afternoon showers. But the southerlies are dying out this evening with a nine degree high today. That's a bit cold.
3: Oh, yeah. i be okay. Got it at
4: 7.9 already. Yeah. We've only got 1.1 more degree to go. Yeah. You
2: as as better send little us little up some, some cheese. Do you have
3: a little bit of sunshine. A little bit of sunshine. <laughs>
2: so yeah, thanks, Stacey. Cool. That's that's, you know, we need to um, probably in the future we we could uh, do a, do some call-ins from some of our uh, um, faraway listeners, like yeah. people in Barry's Bay and Wales, our and talented stuff like that. Friends. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, find so out what they're up to. That's a possibility. Yeah. Anyway, um, I did want to just talk about the GB weekly but i've lost it so i may not be able to you lost um, it years ago oh yeah i know
4: i know st- somehow keep trucking on it's just fantastic really. well,
2: yeah. got you, <laughs> hey,
4: yeah. i never had it
3: <laughs>
2: so the weekly this week uh, voters meet the candidates and there was a big voter voter turnout and candidates meeting out at um collingwood and then and the antarctica uh last sunday and richard um um how's his name spelled uh can um oz mm, looking for his name um uh, hmm didn't see it there um richard osman has um <clears throat> has been talking about no money systems mm. totally brilliant he got a lot of laughs a lot of laughs he was as mcgillicuddy as it comes and um really made made use of the um, um
3: the platform yeah Your unfortunately
2: he doesn't oh you're oh, oh Osmuson and um yeah no monetary based and every every question who he who he was asked he brought it back to the tokens the money and um he was quite clever in that he was very good at it and um we all had a lot lot of laughs thanks richard (laughs) it
3: was really relevant yeah Yeah. Yeah. and And here's a
2: shout out to the boys and girls agricultural show i might give um, abby a ring and have a chat to her at some point soon um because that's on uh, on the 23rd uh, at the amp grounds and it's the boys and girls agricultural show uh, lots of activities and also a um, range of fruit and veggies that children have grown floral arrangements crafts work um no not the band um, and crafts just <laughs> and they bring their lambs goats and calves and other animals including dogs and horses and parade the arena so it's, it's a great miniature you know children's amp show um and um, just a just call out from the police, they're seeking your help in Golden Bay to identify a small dark blue station wagon and its multiple occupants seen heading away from Waitapu Road on Sunday the 10th of September about 7.45am. And um, they're, they're, they've been a um, the driver especially um, and they are suspected to be responsible for damage at the Golden Bay High School. So, um, email Sergeant Davies J D D J J D J five four nine at police.gov or plop into the police station. Just pop in there, and um, or even just drop a note into the box because they'd like to know what, who's done this mindless vandalism and dangerous driving. Is not normal for Taikika, so um, just don't do it, please. And there's other bits and pieces. Oh, alcohol specials! <laughs> Trust you, Carl. There <laughs> oh, there's a good article about what was on at the community board last board meeting. Um, and we had a few things to deal with, like um, um, trying to get the new when 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 the hill bird hill is is down in the moment and we're going down to one lane in traffic lights and it looks like it might be like that for at least a year maybe i'll get andrew james to come and have a talk on the show he's pretty good he's the he's the south island um guy for for Wakatuhi. and anyway um we uh, had a had a, the cycling strategy people come and ask please can you make sure there's a cycle when they build the new road because they're going to have to make sure there's a cycle lane Mm. Makes sense to us, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, and they've got a bit of a problem with gravel. It keep coming up. It came up at the met um, the candidates meeting. It came up at the community board meeting. Mm. There's gravel building up in the rivers, and that's causing some of the rivers are actually higher than the road.
4: Right, yeah, well that's not
2: going to help, is it? No, no, it's not. And so, you know, it's a bit of a problem, it's not a new problem, and it's just Mm going to keep getting worse, and these uh, folks who came were talking about the Ariri Valley, um, the Ariri River, um, but that doesn't mean to say the Takaka River hasn't got problems, so, you know, that's an ongoing long-term thing, because, you know, Mm -hmm. getting the gravel out of the river, what do you do with it? You can't use that much, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you do with the extra gravel? And you take some out from somewhere, and and it causes problems, either downstream or upstream so it's kind of a problem that you know rivers uh, any every river is totally unique every river has its own flow and now they they check the river every year they've got a drone that flies down the river with a with a um laser um shooting aliens no no with a laser (laughs) With, with a laser, that, that, that tells you the, um, the heights and the widths and, the, and where the beaches all are and all that sort of thing. And <clears throat> um, so they've got about, I think, they've been doing that for a few years now and they've got some some data coming through about, because they used to just do it in sections, a little bit there and a couple of k's down, a little bit there, and that wasn't good enough, you know. Now they can do it a lot more accurately. That's and it. so they're getting more data about where, where there's build-up and where there's, you know, but rivers are they're constantly changing.
3: So surely there's a use for this gravel if it was well, carefully taken out and being ecologically conscious.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know it, it, there is, you know, roads, but mm. you know how many roads need gravel all the time? We we don't. You know, if it's only it's mm. a finite amount, but yeah. there's an infinite amount of gravel. And some of the um, uh, up the Ariri down Cook Road and one of the one of the um, creeks coming down. Um, down from there down from the west it's quite new it's quite it, it's it, they're quite new mountains and so there's lots and lots of gravel every time it rains and the other side of the valley there's not that much
5: Right.
2: and you know so it's it yeah it's all it's all extremely complex mm. okay <laughs> yeah and um yeah um a few years ago uh, about a year ago i I chatted with um um Paul Kilgar and um, he uh, about his bush uh, about his about his um, book Gone Bush and um, we had a good in- interview here about that on this program and um, he did a talk at the library and uh, great talk and um, you know it was a good article about the talk and oh by the way the godwits are coming back they'll be back in the next week or two They've got trackers on them, and, and you, you know, you can go online and look at exactly where the Godwood is at any time, and and, and they're on their way. There's different, you know, quite a few of them, and they're, they're coming back to Golden Bay with their trackers from Alaska.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, they, a lot of them come from Russia, too. And yeah. So they come a hell of a long way, don't they? Yeah, they're
2: on the way lines. up, they, they stop in China for a week, um, do a bit of shopping, I suppose, and then yeah. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> a cheap goods. eat a bit and, of Nazi goreng yeah. and it must then be they, good weather in
3: China and
2: then they fly Then they fly to um, Alaska, do their breeding and then come back for um, getting nice and fat so they can fly back up north again, and they don't do breeding down here they just get really nice and fat down in our summer, oh. um, and then they fly back oh. north, That's interesting great lifestyle well yeah you know it's like free international travel yeah yeah twenty thousand kilometers or something it's a long way yeah and they do it in seven days God, you know? phenomenal. yeah yeah and they do it when they're like four months old do they have wow. those
4: planes that refuel them as they're
2: flying <laughs> well, they do it when they're four months old of course they all go together so they're
3: kind of on that same slip sh- slip yep. stream, Yeah, aren't
2: they? yeah you yeah. take the
3: lead now, but they do—they <laughs> do
2: fly up really high, eh? And it does right. does kind of like they probably don't flap too much. Yeah, they probably just glide. I don't they're know. Crazy birds. And they're only tiny things.
4: That—that was the national, that was the, nas- that was the uh, symbol on the old NAC planes. Remember, remember that? Was it? The, it was a godwit, yeah. Ah, a ah. national airline carrier before taking over by Air e New Zealand. Oh huh, wow! The red godwit.
2: Interesting. Huh well there you go thanks Carl yeah so that's some of the things in your paper and um, I uh, think it's time for a song we'll shut up eh it really
4: is yes anything but Sudoku
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay the revolution will not be televised mm.
6: The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, the revolution will be no rerun, brothers, the revolution will be live.
2: Yep, the revolution will be live and um but like bale, us. Bale. A bit like us. Um, we're, we're live and um, we're in Hello. the studio. Oh, well, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> Not sure the <though. laughs> way. Um, yeah, so it's 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 that time of the year again, um, yeah, every three years, um, where we, we um, change our local government or we vote for who we want to have represented uh, represent us on, on local government. And, um, you know, we've got to deal with a whole lot of stuff <clears throat> um, uh, legislation that's coming from central government, and apparently it's been mm. bombarded. We've been bombarded more than ever before, so makes it even a trickier job. And um, anyway, look, um, you know, um, we've got four candidates here in Golden Bay uh, for the uh, ward of Golden Bay for the Tasman District, and um, so I've got on the line first up this morning. I have uh, Quinn Lake. Good morning, Quinn. Thank you very much for joining us today.
7: Hi Grant, hi Hannah, hi Carl. Good morning.
2: Yeah, no, it's um, <clears throat> interesting time. Why do you, do you, why do you, you want to um, be a <coughs> councillor, um, and and what will make you a good councillor representing Golden Bay District?
7: Well, um, I first I first started to look at the job only sort of not too long before the. Um, the nominations closed, and for me it was really because i have been talking to a huge number of people all around the place, and um, there were certain things that they sort of felt, in particular, actually, you know, the, the one which was the greatest um, standout for me was that people feel that they haven't been listened to and they haven't been heard, and that their viewpoints haven't necessarily sort of come to the surface. And it seemed to be uh, such a, a big missing, if you like, that I, I, I stood up and had a chat with a few people, and James in particular was one of them, and we just, we, he said to me one night, he said, look, mm. I'm going to stand, and I think you should too, and I said, well, it's not on my radar, you know, I'm not, mm. not going to do that. But then overnight, I, um, I, I actually woke up in the night, and I thought, oh God, I can do this. And, you know, I've got what it takes, I've got the right kind of magic, if you like, and and I'm prepared to stand up and do it. And then it it just went from there. And honestly, I have felt divinely guided. I have felt that actually here's something that really fits with my personality, where I am in my life and what I'm committed to. And Mm. I can do it. So, yeah.
2: Good, you're not a a career politician, you're just coming from your heart, and that's really important. But what experience have you got within local government um, and other relevant governance skills um, for the job?
7: I I don't have experience in local governance. And I guess, you know, at some point, every single one of the people that calls themselves a politician, and and I don't know that I'm ever going to call myself that, honestly, Um, uh, some people start somewhere and they bring what they've got, Um, you know. It's about bringing what you have, making the most of what you've got, and then listening to the people and representing them truthfully and as fully as you possibly can and being transparent. You know, uh, look, that might sound naive, but everyone has started out somewhere.
2: Absolutely, no, I totally agree with you. Um, So how will you build the better relationship between Golden Bay and the Tasman District Council over the hill? Because we're a big district.
7: We are, that's right. Um, Look, I, I will get in their boots and all, and I will go to the meetings and I will experience what's going on and listen, and when it comes to vote, I will vote on behalf of the people and uh yeah just I'm going to put the effort in just to make sure that I I have the knowledge and skills that I need going forward
2: so, so that's actually a good a good um, segue into what I've been thinking about asking you. And one of the things I wanted to to talk about with you is that you know we're we're a ward of a large district, and we're only a small area of that. And we have two people representing us from here. We the Lakes Lakes and Murchison have one person. Um, Motuaka has three, um, It all goes by size of how much your population is. And um, so. What you're doing is you're advocating, you've got to go over there on the hill, advocating and voting for issues um, for the wider district. And that's the important part of this role. And so sometimes there's compromises, big compromises that you have to make. And I'd say the Waimea Dam is probably one of the big ones. The um, the, Our own grandstand was another compromise for other um, district councillors from the other side of the hill. Um, How are you going to um, work with that one? Because sometimes you're going to make very, you're going to be in a position to make very unpopular decisions for Golden Bay, but you're looking at the wider picture. How, how does that sit?
7: Yeah, that you're right. You're right on saying that that's a tricky one. Um, and I've had quite a few discussions. You can imagine. I mean, the, the topics that you've mentioned are really hot topics, and people have said, "Well, uh, they, you know, for example, they don't know anyone who actually voted for." the Waimea Dam and yet from Golden Bay it would look as though we voted positively and what I what feels like the right thing for me to do and I, I would always follow my integrity and what my integrity tells me to do is to be transparent and that means putting in the time and putting in the effort to communicate with people and say here are the issues here's what we're up against this is why we have been, uh, this, these are the challenges that we face. I don't, look, for me, we have to represent the people of Golden Bay. I know we're representing the wider um, you know, area as well, but we have to represent the people of Golden Bay. And that means being commu- communicating well, explaining why things are going the way they are, showing them here's the options we had and these are the choices that we've made. And for me, integrity means operating truthfully and transparently.
2: Cool. Thank you. That's no, great. Um, that's exactly what I think you have to do and, um, you know, it does come back down to the people. But then if every <clears throat> everyone in Golden Bay hates the idea of a way near dam, it's a really good example but probably a lot of people feel the same way over the hill about our grandstand. But it was the general rate that actually paid the million dollars to fix the grandstand. So, you know, there is compromises, isn't there? I think that's something we always have to to look at. What do you see as the key roles and the key agencies, especially the NGOs, etc., to make, make Golden Bay a better place and make the district wide? Because it's not just, like I say, it's it's about the whole district. And we, I know we've got people and a lot of people over in Matawaka listening to us today um, and um, to the show. And so, you know, you're going to be representing them as well. So um, what are the agencies and NGOs that you'll be kind of looking at, Jillian? Um, what are the key ones?
7: I don't have an answer for that, Grant. Um, at the moment, what I have been focusing on is what we have in our Region, what we have in our area, and the groups that we the, the groups that we have in our community, and what they are working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, what in, ones are those? Well, f- in particular, what I have been uh, looking at is the the Nelson Tasman um, Climate Action Plan and the Maher Twenty Forty Two, which you and I, I we we sort of worked on that a little bit together. Um, well, for me, for a brief stint in there. And that is such a comprehensive guide, along with the, um, you know, the Nelson Tasman Climate Action. This that really is so comprehensive and covers so much. And for me personally, um, I can see that as being a terrific guide. There's been an enormous amount of work in both of those documents, and I, I would like to see them being expanded and actually being used as a guide um into the future and i think using those as a guide just as a pathway so that will bring up the you know the right people and the right stuff so yeah, yeah. i don't know if quite answered your question but you know where i'm coming from sure
2: i mean i, I think adopting um strategies is a really really important um thing them working with those strategies and an art strategy is an example and and um you know we don't have an art strategy we do have an art strategy that was built created in 2007 with nelson and um nelson have just just created a new one and um unfortunately um tasman hasn't yet um because they didn't pay for it they didn't really have anything to do with it so you know those are sort of things that i'm going to be looking at anyway look um <clears throat> um
3: Hey Quinn, it's Hannah here. I just have oh, a, a quick question for you. Um, yep. Just as a, a younger person, um, my mind just goes to um, this kind of question. Have you thought about how your work might affect future generations? And if so, in what way? I'm sure you have. Oh, oh
7: yeah. 100% I yeah. do. You know, I've got, I don't have kids, but I've got um, nieces and nephews, and, and you know, I. The conversations that we have and the concerns that they have, yeah. um, you know, going forward, uh, whether they would even want to um, have children. And, you know, that's quite, it's quite shocking. It's never been something in my life that I've considered that actually future generations may be really looking at. Do I, you know, would I want to actually have a family? And, yeah. gee, that, um, boy, that rocks your boat, doesn't it? It's pretty yeah. sad. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, when I first sort of uh, came to Golden Bay, I came to to Golden Bay because I wanted to uh, learn about permaculture and organics, and so I was doing the first uh, local course here, which was ten weeks. And every single day, part of what we incorporated into that course was the 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 idea of working seven generations. You know, mm-hmm. we are responsible for protecting that seven generations and um, in Golden Bay we've got the most incredibly skilled and knowledgeable and committed groups Mm. who are actually working with that in mind and it's um, until that point in time um, I'd been a like a a dental professional and so Mm. it wasn't part of my world Mm. but um it, it, it is part of my world now and I'm really committed to that. So hundred percent, you know, yeah. everything we're doing now is with a view to the the subsequent generations. Yeah. yeah I, I believe that very strongly.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Quinn. Thank,
2: thank you, you, Quinn. Quinn, um, <clears throat> you know, um what what what's your final message? What's the most important thing to you? Out of all of this,
7: uh, the, the magic happens when we listen to our hearts. yeah that that's my you know that's my message mm. um, yeah it's, cool. it's about bringing humanity um, into our lives in every way
2: mm. brilliant mm. thank you very Go much day. Quinn um, Thank you for today for, for, for taking the time to talk to us, and we really wish you all the best and um, um, on on the uh, political campaign trail. and um, um, Let's let's hope you have um, success. Thank you, thank,
7: thank you, guys. Thank Lovely you. talking to you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, uh, you
2: guys. That was that was Quinn Lake there, um, one of the four political can, uh, candidates for the Tasman, uh, for Golden Bay Ward, Tasman District Council. Um, play a song now. Oh,
8: well, on a brighter note. Commercial break. The government has now banned
9: the carrying of spears. You
6: stop about every thousand miles. You
9: ain't asking too much, is it? You might
8: wish to uh, stay on and listen. It was a place where everything was legal. It was- I met this woman. So if you're looking for emotional
1: satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional help. Thank you for joining us live on the air.
10: My pleasure. One Nation, under God, has turned into One Nation under the influence of one drug. Television, the drug of a nation. Breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV, its satellite links are United States of Unconsciousness. Apathetic, therapeutic, and extremely addictive. The methadone metronome, pumping out 150 channels 24 hours a day. You can flip through all of them, and still there's nothing worth watching. TV is a reason why less than 10% of our nation reads books daily. Why most people think Central America means Kansas. Socialism means un-American. And apartheid is a new headache remedy. Absorbed in this world, it's so hard to find us. It shapes our minds the most. Maybe the mother of our nation should remind us that we're sitting too close to the television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV is a stomping ground for political candidates, where bears in the woods are chased by grecian formidable bald eagles. TV is mechanized politics, remote control over the masses co-sponsored by environmentally safe gases watch for the pbs special it's a perpetuation of the two-party system where image takes precedence over wisdom where sound by politics are served to the fast food culture where straight teeth in your mouth are more important than the words that come out of it race baiting is the way to get selected Willie Horton or will he not get elected on television? The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On the screen is an address
2: where you can mail your tithe offering
6: or give of the look. Okay, got the idea. All right, Alex, living it. Television. television.
10: Is it the reflector or the director? Does it imitate us, or do we imitate it? Because a child watches 1,500 murders before he's 12 years old. And then we wonder why we created a Jason generation that learns to laugh rather than abhor the whore. TV is a place where armchair dentals and quarterbacks can experience firsthand the excitement of video warfare. As the theme song is sung in the background Sugar sweet sitcoms that leave us with a bad actor taste While pop stars metamorphosize into soda pop stars You saw the video, you heard the soundtrack Well now go buy the soft drink well, the only cola that I support would be a union COLA, cost of living allowance. On television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. <laughs> Back again, new and improved, we return to our irregularly programmed schedule, hidden cleverly between heavy-breasted beer and car commercials, CNN, ESPN, ABC, BCB, TNT, but mostly BS, where oxymoronic language, like virtually spotless, fresh, frozen, light, yet filling, and military intelligence. I become standard. TV is a place where phrases are redefined, like recession to necessary downturn, crude oil on a beach to moose, civilian death to collateral damages, and being killed by your own army is now called friendly fire. TV is a place. Where the pursuit of happiness has become the pursuit of trivia. Where toothpaste and cars have become sex objects. Where imagination is sucked out of children by a cathode ray nipple. TV is the only wet nurse that would create a cripple. Television, the drug of the nation. Breeding ignorance, feeding radiation. On television, the drug of the nation. Breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television, the drug of the nation. Breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television, the drug of the nation. Breeding ignorance and feeding radiation.
2: Yeah, television, drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. And um, I think that's pretty pretty much a um, <coughs> standard um, thing we r- realise these days. Television's kind of not as, um, um, as nice as we uh, used to think it was. Well, it's, not the, it's not the
4: whole forum now, is it? I no. mean, it used to be the only way that mm-hmm. political debates would, well, radio I suppose, but now there's so many different platforms yeah, yeah. and forums to get and you've got Netflix
2: to feed us radiation
4: yeah
2: <coughs> <laughs> look um, um, I had, we had a knock at the door and instead of making a phone call um, Chris Hill has um, um, come to join us in the studio live um, so uh, good morning Chris, Marina thank you very much for coming in today
11: uh, Ata maria kia koutou kia grant
2: Thank you. Yes, it's brilliant to have you here, and I appreciate your time today. Um, you're standing for district council. What do you think makes a good councillor? You know, why would you make a good councillor for for Golden Bay and Tasman region?
11: Yeah, I, I, um, as the sitting councillor, hmm. it's sort of handy to have done a term and to know to, to work out actually what uh, what makes a good councillor or not. And um, I think the role's got a um, you know some key aspects to it. So. Um, being linked into your community is really, really important and being able to uh, meet with a whole range of people and be uh, really available so and approachable is really important and I, I feel like I've done that pretty well this term, probably by the range of people that give me a call and say, look, can you come and see, see this or talk to me about that. So uh, that's a key area, uh, linking, I think, between uh, rate powers and residents and um, and council staff uh, is another key sort of area, trying to get things resolved. And uh, and then there's the governance side of things, which really involves managing a big business in, in effect. I think we've got $1.3 billion worth of assets, and our revenue each year is one, um, $178 million. So it's a sort of unusual model, isn't it, where you've know, where you got people elected off the street because people know you or like you, and then you're off to do a big governance role like that. No one at candidates' meetings say, oh, you know, what's the biggest budget you've ever managed before.
2: That's a good question for yourself. What is the biggest budget? This is it, obviously.
11: Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've had some governance roles in the, in the community, but Yeah, largely, what have they been? What have yeah, they been? Tell yeah, us I, about them. Yeah, I was involved in uh, Te Fali Mahana for a, a few years, and I was chair of that... Uh, trust for a few years oh, okay. Uh, and uh, I was the you know the the kumara doesn't like to speak of his own sweetness does it but you know it's sort of the game we're in with a campaign isn't it but um, I was the inaugural chair of the community trust that built the uh, built the community health facility so that was a pretty big role and yeah. was a, uh, I think I think it was a nine million dollar build there so um, there were a lot of others involved in that in terms of you know d h b and p h o and others but uh, that was a big deal for our community and I feel pretty proud of what we uh, pulled together. You mm. certainly
2: should be yes it's been it's a great it's a great um legacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so how will you build better relationships between Golden Bay and Tasman because I mean that's, that's the thing I probably hear the most is the lack of transparency the, the, la- you know, the lack of people kind of knowing about what's going on over the hill um, our voice isn't heard blah 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 blah, blah. so how do we, how do we improve how, do you, how will you improve that
11: yeah well I feel like I have um, contributed to that already mm-hmm. actually over the term and if I think about prior to the term you know I think the standoff was still there I think you know uh Golden Bay thought Council was pretty useless didn't care didn't listen um and t d c thought uh t d c means the whole thing, but you know some people thought that golden Bay was you know uh wanting more than its share and just a bit of a nuisance and uh so one of the things I went into the term with actually was a a real commitment to wanting to help shift that relationship, and I feel like um mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have contributed to that, uh, certainly the CEO, mayor, senior managers, start, you know, we've all been working away at that.
2: And we've got a change in senior management quite a bit that's in this term that you've been in, haven't we? Yeah,
11: you? yeah, yeah, we have. Do yes, you see we... that as a change? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't ever, you know, bag Dennis or no. Susan or no. some of those people have been there for a long time. They've done a heck of a lot of work. Uh, people might be surprised at their hours that they've done, huge, huge days, some of them would do. Um and council's been under a lot of pressure, which really amps stress up on staff and mm. and their workload. But I think I think there's been a real I think the local government I mean the local board process did help sort of uh, join things up between the community board, community and, and council. But I I see that it could improve further. I think I think um, and some of that to be honest I think some of that sits with the board. The board could do a whole lot that it doesn't. And I'm pretty excited about we've sort of built things along to where we are now, and I feel like we're ready to launch into a new sort of phase as a board. Next level. Yeah, and I had a little chat with um, John Ridd, who's, um, he replaced Susan Edwards, and we were talking about um, how the community board could be at the centre of the long-term plan sort of process for council, you know, um, that it's out there. Uh, with staff support, of course, but, you know, we could go to Collingwood and Bainham and everywhere, Mungarako, and, and meet with locals, people that live there in a, in a, you know, informal way. And so, like, what do you, what do you need out here?
2: That was certainly something that I uh, advocated for yeah. the last time, actually, three years ago. And it Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we won't talk about the last three years, we'll we, talk we, about the future.
11: We got COVID, we got <laughs> covid didn't we? we doing did. that, but we were pretty keen to get around the community yeah, halls. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Hey, um... <coughs> You know, and I think one of the biggest challenges for any councillor from any of the wards, you know, whether it be um, Nelson Lakes or um, Waimea or M- Motueka or takaka is that you have to um vote for the whole district and sometimes your representation for um your your own ward is um you know there might be a really strong strong um advocacy in the in the or feeling in in the um in the local ward say in golden bay that they don't want the Waimea dam example and and um i know that 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 there's a lot of anger around that, and it's been a big challenge. But you've got to look at the big district, and how do you actually, how does that work for you? How does it? I mean, that that's kind of hard, eh? At times.
11: Yeah, yeah. The oath that we take is to the Tasman District, mm. and this is where it's a bit of a strange model. The thing about getting voted, you know, someone off the street getting voted to do a big governance role, um, and when you've got the mix-up of. Uh, Yeah, you know. So if you if you if you look at just infrastructure generally, um, I will get to your question. But you know, if you look at that generally, you know, people who are on council, if they if they were to do all the infrastructure that was needed, fair you know, fairly quickly, rates would go up really significantly. You know, you might have rate increases of fifteen percent per year. Well, those people are going to get voted out pretty quickly. So where you've got your infrastructure tied up with that sort of model, it hasn't actually worked in New Zealand. I mean, it has worked until all the infrastructure needs redoing, which is how we've got this $185 billion supposedly problem. Um, So in terms of those governance decisions, um, it, it can, you know, there is a pinch point, of course, and the dam is a perfect example of that. So you might think that in the Oath to Tasman District, you 'd be making a decision around water security, you know whether you think the dam is going to you know was a good idea or not, so that' would be the decision at a governance level, uh, and then you've got the people from the community saying we, we don't want to pay towards that you know so um, and sometimes the decision you make you want to take for your ward to council is not a good governance decision and and sometimes the, the governance decision you're making is, isn't good for the Ward. So it is a tense, you know, it is a it is a punch point, but um, you know, my sense of representing Golden Bay is very, very strong, very committed and loyal to this this place and um and uh that despite I think despite what people can say about um our voice isn't heard over there, Golden Bay's voice is heard very clearly and strongly at council
2: well yeah. we, we we've got a grandstand that was paid for in the general rate so that worked the other way for us there's an example to come back to
11: yeah yeah so you know and, and to be listened to really it, it you know our personal skills or our um just how we relate to people how we communicate uh, the sort of integrity we take with us that really has an impact on the relationships we have at all the levels over there and that's where we get traction. And if I look at the bay and look at the, um, you know, the money that gets spent here, uh, there's been a lot done here over this term, actually. There's mm.
2: there's a lot around transparency, lack of transparency, and it's that that sort of you know, oh, having workshops sort of um, behind closed doors, yeah. and they don't make decisions; they just they just nut everything out, don't yeah. they? But 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 you know, can you just touch on that for us a little bit yeah. because that is something that I think people are really quite. Um, hot on
11: yeah, um, rightly so, so I think transparency in terms of council providing information about things, I think is actually very good mm. there's a whole lot of things that are made pub- you know, made public through media releases and through facebook and so I think in terms of if you want to get access to that it 's pretty easy in terms of workshops um, i'd say as a principle, I generally support you know, our meetings being open. But yesterday was an example. We had a a workshop uh, on the latest Waimea Dam overruns and how to fund those, how they're going to be funded, where the funding source is going to come from. Millions of dollars, you know, $30 million. And that discussion uh, does have, you know, commercial sensitivity. So where that's present, then it is appropriate that it is behind closed, closed doors. I think... The other thing is that often workshops you could you could reframe them and say that they're briefings or something. So when you look at yesterday's workshop, that you know um, Mike Drummond came along with probably four different approaches. and um and so then we have a really open discussion about, uh, the pros and cons of each one, why you would, why you wouldn't, you know. And near the end, we sort of have a get a feel around the table from each person about where are you sort of sitting with us. Like if it's not a decision at all, no. but it's so that when we have the full council meeting next week, we're informed. I'm informed, and I know that if I vote for that, I know what that means. So there are essentially briefings and ways for us to get all the information we need. Uh, because if you did it at a meeting, the meetings would be days long, <laughs> yes. you know and just to say, grant, the other part of that is that these workshops we get presented some pretty amazing information, like pretty interesting things, you know, and I think that should be made public and where there isn't a commercial sensitivity uh that you know I think it's fine for most workshops to be open, the difficulty is if something's being spoken about, media are there, and I come up with some outlandish idea, Well, <laughs> oh, why don't we do that? We, what What about this, you know? Headline in the paper the next day, Chris Hill, uh, you know, and actually, we're just sort of finding our way about things, and by the end of the workshop, I'm just thinking, well, that was a ludicrous idea. Why did I even think that? And I can see why I would <laughs> land there. So, you know, there's something about us having a, um, a place where we can really freely work things out and not be misrepresented. Yeah. That's what that a workshop that's got a closed door protects. Uh, so there's a balance in there, and I think we're going to have um, uh, some workshops that will be open to the public through this term. I'll certainly be pushing for that. Because, I mean, you know, really the
2: bottom line is that you, um, <clears throat> you're... Um, uh, Looking to the future, you're you're doing future generation stuff for our for our children, 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 children down the line. So you know, how do, you know that, that's a pretty serious thing to be taking on board, isn't it? Yeah. How do you think? You know, that's an impact.
11: Yeah, look, I, I went to the local government New Zealand conference and uh, in Palmerston North because I'm actually quite interested in local government. I don't, don't quite know what's wrong with me, but you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that I actually am really pretty interested in. So I don't go along as a meeting attendee. I get pretty involved in things, and I, a conference comes, I'm, I'm there, you know. And there was a really interesting keynote speaker who is a. Um, she gets, they get called futurists or, you know, they're involved in trends, like future trends and things like that. And she was pretty dynamic and mm. she said there are no future facts. So we can say today, uh, in 20 years' time, going to be something like that is how we're going to be living or what's going on. But she did this amazing presentation about, from 20 years ago, or maybe, I think it was only 20 years ago, about uh, what we were watching on telly, what, what what was the deal with cell phones. Yeah. No one would have dreamed at that point that we'd all walk around with a little computer in our pocket. Well,
2: remember, yeah. remember in the 60s when we were watching um, Star Trek and um, they flipped the little thing, beam me up, Scotty, yeah. and, and the doors opened automatically as well, and you walked yeah. through, it's like, oh.
11: Yeah. So the, th- the list of things that she sort of went through mm. that, that actually... How we live just today was probably unbelievable to people that would be scooting around on uh, some people on push bikes with little electric push bikes, forty, fifty k <laughs> around the place. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. So when we're thinking about the future generations, we're making decisions today into a space that we actually have very little idea of what's going to be going on right mm. so that is one of the challenges absolutely yeah
2: thank you chris that, mm. that's a good answer chris i want to say thank you for being here today i really appreciate your time and um coming in so cruelly early um you're probably used to getting up and going over there cruelly early <laughs> um but look thank you very much and um good luck and i hope you have all the success in the world and your um in your campaign Kia ora tata. yeah
12: yeah bye, bye. Um, can you make a right decision for all of us? For all of us. Polly, politicians. Can you make a right decision for all of us? Yeah, for all of us. Polly, polly, politicians. For us, yeah, for all of us. You can talk the talk, but will you walk the walk, or will you bring us comfort? Will you bring us comfort? You can talk the talk, but will you walk the walk, or will you bring us comfort? Will you bring us comfort, pal?e 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 politician? Can you make a right decision Oh all of us? For all of us? Pal?e 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 politician? Can you make a right decision Oh all of us? Yeah. I
5: But will you walk the walk or will you bring us comfort? Or will you bring us comfort? You can
12: talk the talk. But will you walk the walk and will you bring us comfort? Or will you bring us comfort? Bale, pale, pale, Talk the talk, but will you walk the walk? Or will you bring us comfort? Will you bring us comfort? You can talk the talk, but will you walk the walk? Or will you bring us comfort? Or will you bring us comfort?
2: can you make the right decision? There you go, politician. Can you make the right decision? Let's hope they can. It's um, it's a uh, it's a long way to the top, if you would. I don't want to rock and roll. Um, so of course, um. Here we are in Golden Bay with three, four candidates standing and we've had a chat to two of them today, um, Quinn Lake and uh, Chris Hill. Um, and speaking of hills, I've got um, Celia Butler, who's driving over the hill at the moment and she is candidate number three in today's um, interviews. Good morning, Celia. Good morning, Grant. Yeah, thank you for uh, joining us this morning, stopping the car in an awkward place on the hill, and um, taking some time to uh, talk to us about what's, what what your campaign is all about. Um, you know, the first thing I'd like to ask you is, what experience have you had with local government and other relevant uh, other relevant governments, and why you'd make a good councillor representing Golden Bay for Tasman District? Um, thank you
13: for that question. Um, my experience so far in the three-year term is that it has taken um, a while to get um, around the traps and to just understand um, what's going on and to gain confidence um, in your own kind of um, thoughts about and take on different the different topics. So I feel like... I've made a lot of progress in that, and I feel um, confident that I can continue to represent this community. Um, so, uh, how I will do that is to um, keep talking to the community, build relationships, um, find out what the issues are for locals, and put them in front of council, around the council table.
2: So how will you build better relationships between Golden Bay and Tasman District Council, um, over the hill especially?
13: Build, rela- you mean build relationships with the community or with with the comu- With the
2: community and the council, you know, between the right. two.
13: Yeah, that's very important. And I, with the community, I think it's very, imp- or I have found it's very important to be available mm. and to listen and to understand people's issues, and then to present those issues and seek solutions around the council table with the support of staff. So very often um, it's important to get information about an issue and to, so that you can order your thoughts and order the information put it into a coherent
2: form and then gain support of counsellors. Sure. So what do you what do you how do you feel about the um, um, transparency thing with um, doing uh, um uh, workshops that are behind closed doors, because that that's one of the issues that I hear coming up quite a bit um, from a lot of candidates who are both standing for mayor and for um, for council. And um, this one's a really good, interesting one for everybody who, because of course we're being listened to by people in Motueka and uh, Richmond and Nelson. So I think that's some one of the biggest questions I keep hearing.
13: Yes, and. At a national level, there has been concern expressed about this, I think, by the Auditor-General. I think it is a slippery slope, and uh, I think that we just have to be very careful and manage our workshops so that we're not actually making decisions in the workshops. There is a place for workshops because councillors need to receive raw information which they then need to be able to discuss freely without it being uh, maybe um, misinterpreted or uh, picked up before it's in a form that is uh, ready for for the community to consider. Mm -hmm. And I think the community uh, would understand that. It's like if you compare it to what we call a brainstorm, like if you're part of a group which is having what we call a brainstorm where you throw all your ideas on the table, you want to be able to order those in some way before you actually take them further into a wider arena, and that's what workshops are about. But I do agree that it's a slippery slope to making being
2: seen or or actually indicating a decision Mm. yeah Yeah, because people don't know whether you've made a decision or not i suppose and that's where trust comes in look um one of the things that i do know is very difficult for anyone sitting in council from around the district we've got a big district all the way down to murchison and um you're if we've got two um, councillors from, from Golden Bay District, we've got um, one from Murchison, we've got three from Motueka, we've got th- three or four from Waimea and <clears throat> we all got to come together and 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 um, advocate for the whole district and so if you've got strong representation in Golden Bay that says, hey look, you know, we don't and the example I'm going to give is two, two examples is the Waimea Dam and the Grandstand um, which affect Golden Bay and, and those are um, you know dichotom you know both you know different to each other um and you've got to make that decision for the district and not for the um for the um for the you know your constituents here in the golden bay, necessarily. How do you feel about that one because I know how hard it is it's important to
13: inform yourself councillors are informed they're given all the information about. All the issue, any issue that requires a decision, and there is no obstacle to a counsellor get listening and understanding the information and seeking further information and clarification from the other the counsellor who is in that ward or from staff. So I don't see it as a big problem. It may, the communities may feel that it has been a problem in the past and I think that, I'm sure that decisions have been made and will continue to be made uh, where other councillors and other wards are not fully informed but there's basically no excuse to not be fully informed and to make an informed decision.
2: Right, because we got a grandstand paid for by the general rate payer over here in Golden Bay for a million dollars, and I'm I'm imagining some of the people in Murchison weren't very happy about that.
13: Well, there's has to be a lot of balancing. Yep. And the balancing um, involves uh, just keeping a track of uh, what projects in particular wards are paid for by the general rate, so that things actually even out. For example Murchison has um, a beautiful recreation center which was paid for by the general rate that type of thing
2: yep exactly and um, those those are the things that um, I think people are difficult around here. It's all right when you're in a city and it's only a city, and you don't have that kind of you don't have that broad range, do you? So um, yes, you know, it makes yes. our job a little bit your job a little bit harder here. Um, and have you thought about you know how your work might affect the future generations, and if so, in which way?
13: This is a tricky question at this particular time because we've got a huge amount of new legislation which is going to come in this coming term and possibly the next term. So this will involve a changes, possibly quite major changes to the look of local government and how it works and the replacement act for the Resource Management Act is going to require our plans for how we manage our environment and also our communities. Those plans are going to be done possibly over the whole of the top of the south, certainly at least with Nelson. So it's going to be really important to make sure that in the process of these changes that our wards like Golden Bay don't get disadvantaged and that the way that it's it's done, the way council actually shepherds these things through as much as we are able to, that we are thinking of our own local wards at the time, and that particularly applies to Golden Bay because we're so remote.
2: Yep, okay, I, I get that. And so, <clears throat> um, with this legislation, with this new legislation, of course, comes opportunity for change. Um, um,
13: yes, definitely, definitely. There's going to be a greater emphasis on climate change. And adaptation to climate change Reducing emissions uh, Protection of our environment Of our biodiversity Restoration of our biodiversity So there is going to be quite a few shifts
2: mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think most people are going to be okay with it Although we might have to end up suffering a little bit of uh, You know, not not using our cars as much And, and biking places and stuff like that And, you know we don't want to give up we don't want to give up our lifestyles, do we? Uh,
13: no uh, I don't see that we will be needing to give up lifestyles. I don't think that these changes will impact lifestyles. Um, I think that uh, particularly in the rural areas, I think that things will actually continue on um, largely as much as they are now. And the main issue for our rural area is shortage of housing. Mm. And that's something that um, we're hopeful that we're going to bring more to the centre of council um, focus for this next term and find some more ways to actually increase increase. Housing for um people in Golden Bay,
2: yeah, I think we need medieval hovels for everybody to live in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, they're called tiny houses now, aren't they <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Celia. Thank you very much for your time today you can you can continue driving now and um yeah, and um look good luck in the in the um upcoming election hope hope everything works out really good for you and um thank you for the last three years you've been doing this job as well so yeah, good luck
13: oh, you're, okay you're welcome, Brad. thanks very much.
2: Thank you, Thank you Celia Butler um, Ward councillor and candidate here's, um, here's Roy Harper
1: How does it feel to be completely unreal how does it feel to be a voter And how does it feel to be a voluntary I wonder who's it is I see a queuing up outside But it's not real And how does it feel To be out on your own How does it feel To be thinking And how does it feel The right hand knows How does it feel to be lieutenant? And how does it feel to be stood on someone? Not real How does it feel With the white flag In your fists How does it feel To have two faces And how does it feel With your God Strapped to your wrist? Such a chase You got one set of words for him And you got another for me You're gonna feel mystified when you're identified Don't worry kid, it's not real You know I'm not real
2: great Roy Harper there. How does it feel? And uh, you'll listen to Fresh FM um, on... uh Nelson City 107.2, Nelson and das- Tasman District on 104.8, Eastern Golden Bay on 95, and Blenheim on 88.9. Or, of course, you can listen to us anytime, anywhere from our website in the universe, um, www.freshfm.net, or download the Access Internet Radio app to stream us live and listen to any Fresh FM podcasts, Con- and, and, and including this this uh, show. We, you can look up Fresh Start Friday and um, get to hear us over and over again until you're of us um, nobody's ever gonna get sick of us look um, <clears throat> anyway um, I have um, we've had three people now we've had three of the candidates for Golden Bay Ward Council um, Quinn Lake uh, Chris Hill and Celia Butler and that leaves us just one more person to uh, have a chat to this this morning um, James Wolfen-Derville um, good morning James Are you, have you on the line
8: Good morning to you, Grant. Good morning, everybody. What a pleasure to be here and have this wonderful opportunity talking to you all.
2: Oh, thank you, James. Good morning. Yeah, appreciate you uh, getting up cruelly early to do this. Um, So, you know what, James, why do you think you'd be a good councillor representing Golden Bay for Tasman District and the district as well?
8: Uh, I think what I bring uh, up and above, possibly some some of the others, is I have a lifetime of experience in many varied ways. Uh, I mean, I can start and say, uh, you know, I have been involved with multinational uh, uh, companies, uh, both in Europe, America, and in New Zealand. Uh, and we're talking about, you know, uh, making decisions on multi-million dollar uh, projects, uh, embracing many different people, many different groups uh, from uh, different areas. And I think lifetime's experience is what we all live by. Uh, The old saying is there's no substitute for experience. And I think that rings really true. Uh, So to be able to use that on a local level uh, for Golden Bay and uh, for the Tasman District Council, uh, everyone has an ability to listen. They do say that if you've got two ears and one mouth, then that's probably in the right proportion. (laughs) Uh, It's something that I have used and done all my life. I enjoy being a leader, I enjoy communicating, but above all, I absolutely thrive and love on getting things done. And one thing that I do bring to the table that is totally different is uh, you had my uh, fellow candidate, uh, Quinn, on uh, earlier on, and we, as the power of two going forward, aim to have not only a truly and a more transparent voice than we've had in the past, but I believe that two people who are as dedicated and committed as we are in going forward through what has proven to be difficult times in the past, I relish the challenge and look forward to
2: it. Okay, so what other relevant governance have you had other than working for Coca-Cola and um, McDonald's?
8: Well, like like all people, Grant, uh, I mean... When you stand for council, it's something that you can't do, I believe, faintheartedly, heartily, and everyone, before they get to that level, has had no previous experience with regard to local government, or in most, or the majority of cases. However, it's what you actually bring uh, for the greater good. I mean, you spoke of earlier, you know, about uh, very often you have to make decisions that are for the benefit of Tasman District Council, and not just for your area. I mean, that really kind of goes without saying, but I think if you've got that passion and that experience uh, in life, in order to turn around and be able to truly do that, uh, then you, you can actually bring something that a lot of other people uh, tend to struggle. Uh, and uh, that's something I never have been one that struggles and stands back. I'm uh, I'm very much a hands-on kind of person. So I feel that with that wealth of experience, you know, we, we can work together as a council very well.
2: So in that, in that situation you brought up, which is one of the questions I have for you, where you, you do have to make those decisions that don't necessarily, um, um, that means Golden Bay pays for the Waimea Dam. You know, um, that's going to be extremely unpopular. And um, how do you deal with that?
8: Uh, Quite easily. I mean, I've spoke with a lot of people uh, with regard to their uh, feelings and thoughts on that, and, of course, it's a long-term strategy. I mean, if you talk from the horticulturist's point of view, uh, this was like a 100-year plan into the future, Uh, and and I fully acknowledge and accept that. From the ratepayers' point of view, uh, people feel personally for residential. They're not getting uh, the full what they feel they're paying their rates for but you can easily explain hey it's not just about us it's about them it's about us as a whole and normally if you can explain everything and explain the advantages as opposed to what we feel is a disadvantage people generally will accept it through in the end but that's that's through discussion and debate now i'm, I'm quite happy with the way, dam all right i know not everyone is comfortable with it but i i think you have to look at well what could we get out of it? One of the suggestions that I put forward with the Waimea Dam, haven't spoken to previous people who have advocated and voted for it, is the uh, possibility, uh, with private funding if necessary, uh, and that is there, I've been assured, uh, to have hydro power. Now, if we were to be able to use something which a lot of people haven't haven't been good with with the Waimea Dam and were able to return something... Back to the ratepayer or back onto the national grid. I see in this current climate of climate change, etc. I mean, Waimea Dam is the biggest dam that's been built in New Zealand for 20 years. Why would you not want to go the extra mile? And we're only talking a very small amount indeed going forward. So I think there are some uh, other possibilities to pursue here that could benefit everybody
2: yeah that was always on the cards to have a um, to have a um, power scheme on it but um, <clears throat> that's just been sort of put on hold from what I understand but does that does that mean the same for um, three waters for instance um, seeing we're on the subject of the bigger picture um, how do you feel about that one because obviously that's um, similar you know we've got to do something that's that, that that's been legislated from government and um, we we have to implement that and three waters is another um, pretty controversial large thing that, that benefits everybody rather than just you know little areas here and there and um, some people don't see the benefit of it so it's a tricky one isn't
8: it It is indeed Grant uh, but I mean I have again, I mean this is a very hot topic uh, open there in the community particularly amongst the rural landowners etc, uh, but I've found what I believe is a balance with free waters, it's sort of it's driven from two different angles uh, from what people are telling me. Uh, there's there's the one thing of uh, people talking about, well, you know, who's going to pay for our infrastructure, and I could go into a, a long one uh, on that, but it, it's about more than that. It's about some people feel it's a asset grab, and look, the debate might be open on that one still, but from... I brought this up at one of the candidates' meetings, Three Waters, uh, about whether you see it as an asset grab or whether it's a way of funding for our infrastructure. There are two answers to both sides of the argument now, And I feel that uh, us going forward uh, will be able to sort it. But unfortunately, we're in a position right now where we are, if you, if you look at it on the board consultation between the Government and the councils is supposed to be over by the end of September 2022. Now, whether that's the truth or not, I don't know. I mean, one of your previous uh, speakers this morning uh, when I spoke on this said that the boat had already sailed. Well, I find that actually quite sad, me being in a position of standing for Council and already I'm being asked questions on, on something that may have already gone. I'm not I don't believe that that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I believe that we should at least be given an opportunity uh, to discuss this further as to what and how we can, <coughs> the it or whether we accept it. <coughs> the we and number of councils are not in favour of it. So uh, is Tasman one of them? You know, mm-hmm. uh, who knows, but we have to have a view, we have to have a way forward if, if, if we're gonna find a solution to this question.
2: So that leads me to the next part, where where um, <clears throat> we do have the um, solution finding in um, often in uh, private or, or or closed behind closed doors. We have a lot of uh, workshops which are designed to um, be able to uh, nut things out. There's no decisions made in them, but it's that um, perception of non transparency which people get pretty upset about. Um, how do you feel about all that?
8: Well, I think, I think that's sort of driven from a lot of people. The problem is with three waters, they, they feel they're, it's going to happen whether they've got a say in it or not. And unfortunately, this seems to be uh, driven from central government. Like, they're giving us a public consultation, but it's already rubber stamped. They know what they want to do. So are we really getting a democratic decision on that? I would say, dear, I, the general feeling is I don't feel we're getting a fair play at it. So uh, if that's the case, I think that's really unfortunate, but it seems to be a way of the time. That instead of policies being driven locally upwards, it seems to me that we have a lot of policies forced upon us and, and we're just told to ru- rubber stamp them. And yes, they're okay. we, we can appear to be in, in discussion with different groups and meetings, but the reality of it is we get it whether we want it or not. And I don't think that's really fair or just.
2: Yeah, I think you might have missed my question a little bit. Um, I'm talking more about um, just general um, decisions from around for around the district, um, and we workshop them uh, in council um, behind closed doors um, to to get to a point where we. Uh, informed and you've got a whole lot of different scenarios etc etc and um, people do the workshops and then they eventually get to the meeting where different people have have to vote and, and, and that's what I mean and that's where people don't see the transparency so you know you, you've, you've been very talking very strongly about transparency so ha, ha, how do you feel about these um, meetings and how that works
8: Look I feel the meetings are great in these groups and they very often do come out with some very uh, concrete ideas going forward, Uh, but I would have to reflect and say, with all of those ideas, do we actually get fully heard uh, like we would like to believe we should be? I'm not sure, but as for public discussion, local groups in the community, I think it's one of the single most important things that we do. I think with the transparency, very often these should be uh, publicly attended as opposed to I'm not a great fan of having stuff hidden and behind closed doors. I think if we were a lot more open and honest with the people I think things generally would be a lot better expected and we wouldn't have to drag things out as long as we do.
2: So the things that you do come up with in council will affect um, our children's children's, children's children, children etc down the line um you know how how do you feel about that whole kind of um making these decisions today for that future i know you've been a big fan of the uh, mahua 2042 strategy uh, sustainable strategy um and, and 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 um we've had debbie on the program here um several times to talk about that um but you know, just in general, where do you see us going and your decision making on this?
8: Well, I feel that uh, you know that that plan that you just spoke of is is a really good template plan, not just for Golden Bay and the community, but possibly for the whole of New Zealand. if they you know if they were all working towards a plan for the future generations, uh then, you know, we would have half our problems solved. But Sadly, it doesn't seem to be the case overall. But as an advocate, I am all for looking in the longer term. I feel it's pretty sad that past generations may not have done it in the same way that we're intending and speaking of now going forward. But I would have nothing but a full-time commitment uh, for making the correct choices and discussions around... How we implement this, how we take it forward, what are we doing now and what can we do that will make a big difference, not just tomorrow, but for our children and our children's children of which you spoke.
2: Yeah, I guess um, you know, back in the 60s when we watched Star Trek, we didn't we didn't ever expect a little uh, to take a phone out of our pockets like they did there, flip the top and go beam me up, Scotty. We haven't got to beam me up, Scotty, but we've definitely got the phone that does everything. And how could you have actually guessed that? You know, for future, there is no, there are no. um, What did Chris say? Um, There are no future facts. And I thought that was actually a really um, important um, message.
8: Yeah, no, I fully agree. I mean, no, I don't think any of us could have foreseen those kind of times, but i am always been one to embrace technology uh, and what is there and be able to use it for the betterment of people. Uh, but by doing that, I don't mean at the exploitation of people. And sometimes technology does get, I think, taken a little bit out of context. But keeping our feet on the ground, if we're able to use that and if we're to learn it and move forward with the times, then I look forward uh, that with all of those kinder ideas, it's got to be a great thing for the people and for the planet.
2: James, look, I want to thank you very much this morning for um, coming onto the show, getting up cruelly early and um, spending the time talking to us and talking to people not only in Golden Bay, of course, but um, on the wider district in Motueka and Nelson and Blenheim. Um, So thank you very much for your time this morning and I wish you all the best of luck in the uh, upcoming elections. Thank you
8: very much for that, Brian. really have loved having this opportunity with you and I look forward to meeting and catching up with you all
2: at some point Thank uh, you. Great, thank you. That's um, James Wolven-Derville um, the fourth candidate standing for the um, Golden Bay Ward of Tasman District Council in the upcoming elections um, and the time is quarter to nine um, this isn't a song, this is an outburst and it's mm-hmm. the Establishment Blues by Rodriguez. Mm-hmm.
9: Mayor hides the crime rates, councilwoman hesitates, public gets irate, but forgets the vote dates, weatherman well, complaining, predicted sun, it's raining, everyone's protesting, boyfriend keeps suggesting, you're not like all of the rest. Garbage ain't collected, women ain't protected Politicians using, people they're abusing The mafia's getting bigger, like pollution in the river And you tell me that this is where it's at I Woke out this morning with a lake in my head I splashed on my clothes as I spilled out of bed I opened the window to listen to the news But all I heard was the establishment's blues Gun sales are soaring Housewives find life boring Divorce the only answer Smoking causes cancer This system's gonna fall soon To an angry young tune And that's a concrete cold fact The Pope Dick's population Freedom from taxation Teeny bops are uptight Drinking at a stoplight skirt is flirting I can't stop, so I'm hurting Spencer sells her hopeless chest Adultery plays the kitchen Bigot cops than fiction Little man gets shafted Sons and money's drafted Living by a timepiece New or in the far east Can you pass a Rorschach test? It's a hassle, it's an educated guess Well, frankly, I couldn't care less
0: Oh, look outside the window There's a woman being grabbed They've dragged her to the bushes And now she's being stabbed Maybe we should call the cops and try to stop the pain But Monopoly is so much fun I'd hate to blow the game And I'm sure it wouldn't interest anybody outside of a small circle of friends Riding down the highway, yes, my back is getting stiff Thirteen cars have piled up there hanging on a cliff Now maybe we should pull them back with our towing chain But we gotta move and we might get sued and it looks like it's gonna rain And I'm sure it wouldn't interest anybody outside of a small circle of
1: friends
0: Sweating in the ghetto with the colored and the poor The rats have joined the babies who are sleeping on the floor Now wouldn't it be right if they really blew their tops But they got too much already and besides we've got the cops And I'm sure it wouldn't interest Anybody outside of a small circle of friends There's a dirty paper using sex to make her sense The Supreme Court was so upset they sent him off to jail Maybe we should help the fiend and take away his fine. But we're busy reading Playboy and the Sunday New York Times And I'm sure it wouldn't interest in. Anybody outside of a small circle of friends Smoking marijuana is more fun than drinking beer But a friend of ours was captured and they gave him 30 years Maybe we should raise our voices, ask somebody why But demonstrations are a drag, besides we're much too high And I'm sure it wouldn't interest anybody outside of a small circle of friends to the bushes and now she's being stabbed. Maybe we should call the cops and try to stop the pain, but Monopoly is so much fun I'd hate to blow the game, and I'm sure it wouldn't interest anybody outside of a small circle of friends.
4: That was the very political Phil Ox and his track Outside of a Small Circle of Friends from the album. I can't read it. (laughs) But he was, uh, yeah, he died died quite young, Phil Ox, but he was... and a whole pile of songs pretty much like that like the other guy Tom Lehrer do you know Tom Lehrer
2: yep yep I have heard of Tom Lehrer those dudes that was great hey here's um, here's here's another here's another um, a British band and they're talking in politics this is called Liar Liar by Captain Scar I've played this before This is the other side of politics, the one we don't get in in local body (laughs) politics. (laughs) I
8: want my children to think that our generation paid off its debts, valued its savers, rewarded responsibility and invested in their future. And because I want it for my children, I want it for your children too. I want it for everyone's children. Because we are all in this together. He's a liar liar. British government, government, government.
4: That divides our country, or in a way that undermines the spirit
2: and the ethos of our vital public services.
4: This
7: government is pursuing the only policy which gives any hope of bringing our people back to real and lasting employment. This government,
4: this government, 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 this this government. government.
2: you go british politics at its worst <laughs> that's british. captain scar with liar liar and um yeah it's always an interesting song because it does actually um, depict some aspects of um, some bits of politics, especially um, central government especially politics. Especially the liar, liar bit. <laughs> well, apparently, but you know, I think every do- everybody today was was really honest and really open. Yeah, yeah well, that's, and, so uh, and that's a people. difference level, isn't yeah. it? And so, um, you know, it doesn't reflect that song, does not reflect on the people, the amazing people we spoke to today, and they were all amazing. I. It makes my job of um, figuring out who to vote for really, really even harder now because, um, you know, we've heard them all. And um, you know, uh, it just does make make it a lot lot, 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 lot trickier. Yeah, we?
4: and they were all um, very good. Yeah, I thought, exactly. All of them, that exactly. Was
2: great, actually, and they were bringing different, new, innovative ideas to the to the to the um, to the table. So, yeah. you know, um, there you go. So, and good luck to all of you
4: four, and thank you for your time. Yeah,
2: exactly, and uh, we appreciate it a lot. Um, <clears throat> so, I also want to just say thank you. Uh, people for listening today. Um, I'm sure you've been better informed about yeah. what's going on in Golden Bay and the um, and the politics of um, Golden Bay. And um, you've uh, you've got um, you've got uh, a few weeks to get your votes in. Um, and collapsed. you're going to um, <laughs> you're going to get to hear. Um, sorry, turn your microphone off. You can play with it as loud as you want. Um, <laughs> and you've got. Um, um, I wouldn't do that with it. Um, and so we've got. Um, Sorry, I'm going apart. Um, and so we've got a uh, a bit of uh, a show coming up next week. We don't know what the theme will be or what was will be going on because you know a week is a long time and a week is a long time in politics. Yeah, exactly. And a week is a long time. Any time really. And um, a week is spontaneous. you know. And yeah. So you Grant.
4: Um, what, t- for the for the listeners what when is the election what day is the election
2: oh well you get a vote voteable paper a paper in your in your mailbox oh, right, and yes. you, you vote and you got to have it in so by certain days and i'll let you know and if it's it's weeks and weeks and weeks so Thanks, you know it's okay you've got some time and um yeah so um from from me thank you very much for listening today and spending us giving us your time
4: Thank you very much
2: thank you and thank you
4: Hannah for playing with the microphone
2: (laughs) good thing to do and um you know no matter what happens just remember this message and yeah
4: and thank the king for saving their lives when they were an infant
8: things just make you swear and curse when you're chewing on life's gristle that grumble give a whistle When you're feeling in the dumps, da, be silly chums. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Look on the,
0: side of the podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.